Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Ah, uh, welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Woo! Easy, hot, and humid out there, friends. Yeah. Weather. Holly, did you go to Janet Jackson last night? No. Me either. Me, me neither. I had to be. Uh, other people did. Okay, I wasn't sure because I know part of the staff did. We Wait, were. Wait, what do you mean? Did the staff go as like a. Like a staff thing, or were they like, "Oh, I'm going to," or did they? Is it was this a bids for kids? I think it was a bids for kids thing. Oh, wonderful! That's yeah, great. I think Dawn went. You can have your Janet Jackson. We're going to Holland Oats on Saturday. No, we're going to Brooks and Dunn on Saturday. What? <laughs> your boot scooting boogieing. You got it. Yeah, I'll... yeah. Get down, turn around. Oh. Boot scooting boogie. My my whole plan already is so you go we'll hang out with the my talkers we'll have a good time and then it's just plotting my escape because once you get about three or four songs in people are having a good time it's loud at that point and they don't care we're there you for do the, the Irish goodbye yeah that's exactly in. right doop, doop, doop. maybe he doop, was never doop, doop, doop. even here uh, I think I have a couple friends coming too will they be in the suite with us, with us? yeah can you just invite people to the suite is that how that works nope. There were a couple of tickets that somebody wasn't using. Oh, yeah. Do I know these people? You do. You know one of them. Boy or a girl? Girl. I think I know her. It's a friend of mine and her husband. Thank you. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a hot dog while we're there. I love it. <laughs> Nothing right. says country music like a Frankfurter. That's right. A ballpark <laughs> winner to start the night. And you are a honky-tonk man. So they had Janet Jackson as Bids for Kids last night. We did Bids for Kids last night, but we were at the Ronald McDonald House with a whole bunch of listeners and making a meal with celebrity chef Daniel Green, who was there guiding us along the way. And it was just a really fun, laid-back night. The other years great. that we've Everyone been there. was pretty chill. Other years that we've been there, 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 there's been more, not difficulty, but stress leading up to it. So here's what I heard from the folks last night. Okay. They said, listen, last time they had an event there, th- there was some stuff that was late and getting the meal together felt really pressured. And, you know, it, it's all dependent on how many people you have, too, who come and are a part of that team that night. Because if yeah. you if you have four or five people in any given station... Easy peasy. If you have two people in every station, it's like mm. you're really yeah, hustling. you got to focus. Last time we were there, I felt like we were in the dessert station forever 
and we we were trying to make things and things oh, weren't yeah, and all they going were late. well. We weren't getting out in time. Last night, people were going to bed. There was a batter <laughs> problem at one point in the dessert station at Ronald McDonald House. But oh no! You, there were some solution-minded ladies who who were there leading the way, yep. and a little bit of flour and cinnamon and stevia fixed everything. And our deep fried bananas that I was loosely a part of uh, seemed like they went over well. There was miso glazed salmon. There was chicken. It was great. But there was so much time where we were just like hanging out with each yeah, other. And visiting. It was great. It was really, really great. Really Very great. And, and hearing people's stories, too. Really About how Ronald McDonald House has a, you know, had an impact on their lives. Uh, yeah, just a great organization. If you ever get a chance to volunteer, highly recommend for sure. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really, really good. Then I went and worked out after Donna. I can't believe you did that. I was so tired. And I was like, you know what? I thought of that old meme that I saw online once that said, are you tired? Exercise. Can't sleep? Exercise. Stressed? Exercise. Ha- have too much energy? Ex- it was like, just exercise. What? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go move my body instead of going home and feeling like I'm in a coma for the next couple of hours before all the kids go down. Because you can't just like cash in early. You no, know, not when you got that many kids. Put them to sleep. So I went and exercised, and it felt felt really good. Good for you. Good for you. Anyway, <laughs> hey, congratulations to the Jason Show. Yeah, I did not know about this. So pretty soon, uh, Jason Matheson's show, TV show, is going to begin airing for Chicago audiences. So, so where is he now? He's like in. Eau Claire, Wisconsin, La Crosse, Duluth, Duluth, Rochester, uh, just got added in Seattle not that long ago. That's fun. Yeah. And then he's also had additional limited runs on Fox stations in L.A. and Dallas and Phoenix. So now he's going to be in Chicago. So congratulations. I saw a thing on Facebook last week. I, I decoded the hint and it said something like. We've got some interesting news or an exciting announcement blowing in soon. And I was like, oh, Windy City. Windy City. Oh, look at it's you. Chicago. And wow. then when I saw that, I was like, oh, look at that. But that's awesome. That's great. Solving those puzzles. Are you wow. in the CIA too, Steve? Oh, yes, Steve. Oh, Holly, maybe you're the only civilian among us. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody could tell me what FUBAR stands for. Oh, not on the air. No, you got to watch it. No, you don't. Because I'm, gonna, I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> Holly, it wait, Holly, did you watch wait, it? Tell us more. <laughs> did you watch it all? Yeah, I watched the first episode of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Netflix show, Fubar. And? It lives up to the name that I can't <laughs> say on the air. Mm. I thought USA Today had the best review of the show, saying that if artificial intelligence took in all the Arnold Schwarzenegger content that was ever created, it mm. would make this show. It's just it, 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 that is what this show is. It's full of cliches. It tries to be funny. It's not funny. Oh wow! It's, it's just it's boring. The dreaded B word. Okay. There's just oh. no energy in it. Okay. It's missing something. It's just off. By what about like the half. explosions and the chase scenes? Well, didn't do it. It didn't do it for me. I mean, mm. there's there's some graphicness. There's some. You know, they ripped off a, a classic scene from the movie The Untouchables and made it their own. Okay. But The Untouchables did it way better. Mm. That's all I'll say about that. So why don't you just go and watch the 1994 classic True Lies? Which is what Arnold. this is sort of loosely based on, Which right? I didn't yeah. care for. I didn't, I didn't even like that movie. Okay, well, Donna's totally not in it. I am not. Oh. I'm not a fan of his. 
I've, wow. I don't think I've ever seen anything. Maybe kindergarten cop. Maybe. That's your yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, her, bar. that's her food Maybe bar. Maybe kindergarten cop <laughs> for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen the, any Terminator movie? Yes. Uh, does nothing for not me. Not a big fan? Okay. Not a big mm. fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, maybe you just got a Schwarzenegger thing. Wait, what's the other one? Uh, uh, True Lies. Maybe I'm thinking of True Lies. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah, hanging out of a helicopter, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, just not my, not my scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I respect that. Listen, yeah, we're you. all ice cream flavors in the world of, you know, on-air talent, actors, actresses, hosts, all that. It's like when you go to an ice cream store. Sometimes you don't want vanilla. Sometimes you don't want Rocky Road. You want strawberry instead, or maybe some chocolate. It's just thanks for, different yeah, thanks for mansplaining that, Steve. <laughs> yeah, because girls like ice cream, right? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. If Fubar was an ice cream flavor, it would be the freezer burned, uh, <laughs> like a French <laughs> vanilla in the back. Oh my gosh! All right, we got to go. We're going to come back. Oh, let's talk relationships. Let's let's talk about that Al Pacino and and his girlfriend expecting a child. How yeah. old is he again? 83. 83. We'll discuss okay. when we come right back on my talk. Hey, it's Donna here for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, uh, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, boating, very popular activity here during the summer. So now is really a good time to be aware of how to stay safe on the water. Consider this a PSA of some sort. Mike Bryant tells me anyone can operate a watercraft because... Boating does not require a driver's license. I never knew that. Boating accidents also typically caused by inexperienced boaters, mechanical problems, or boating under the influence. And unfortunately, the majority are alcohol-related, and stats show that an intoxicated boater is 10 times more susceptible uh, to being hurt or killed than sober drivers. Uh, And if someone is injured as a result of another person's negligence, you need to contact an attorney with uh, specific knowledge and experience like Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. Set up a free consultation. You'll find him at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Good morning. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Couple talk. Got a couple couples to talk about. Couple couples. Got a couple couples. Um, let, let's. Can we start with Al Pacino? Yes, sure. So he's about Ooh, to be, ah. become a dad for the first time. His 29-year-old girlfriend, Nor Alfala, is eight months pregnant. And despite confirming the news to the outlet, reps for, I guess, Al Pacino didn't immediately respond to page six, who requested a comment. Uh, This appears to be her first child. They were first spotted having dinner in uh, 2022. And at the time, it was being reported that they had been dating quietly since the COVID-19 pandemic. They started seeing each other, uh, and she mostly dates very rich, older men. Hmm. Hmm. Age gap doesn't seem to be a problem, even though he is older than her father. Now, listen. Probably considerably older. She's, right. she's 29. Her dad's probably like in his 50s 49, or 60s. 50, yeah, 50s. Yeah. This is like dating your grandfather, just to be clear. Correct. Okay. What on earth do these people have in common? I, I now Holly, I know 
there's an age difference between you and your honey and you've dated older men. I I just when you're talking an 80 something year old and a 20 something year old. You think she's in it for the cash? Of course. You think yes. she's in it for the cash? I'm just asking. I'm asking non-leading questions. Ah, uh, just a direct answer. Just, what do you talk about? Maybe she's interested in the. He's 53 years older than her, so maybe she likes asking him like History what was, questions. Yeah, what was life like back then? And did you go to a sock hop? You know, stuff like that. Did you go to a sock and maybe hop? he's like, "How do you use the phone?" I just I. Uh... I'm just very intrigued and confused. 50-something years is a bridge too far. Even for me. <laughs> right. It's Even like, for me. I mean, you could close the gap, like, as far as pop culture and, in you know, intelligence and I, interests. I just, these two have nothing in common. But they say love is love. Let age I know, not get in the way. I know, the heart wants what the heart wants. Boy, my grandfather was eight years older than my grandmother, and we always thought, wow, back then. Yeah. But, they, but she got married, I think she was 16. Wow. What was that, in the 1940s, maybe? 50s? How And so... so She's almost 90. Yeah. She was 16, that means he was 24? 24. Crazy. She wasn't an adult yet. Right. It's just kind of interesting how times change. Yeah, to say the least. I have a cousin who got married at 16, and but you had to have your parents' permission hmm. at the time. Like, there had to be a signature or something. But I just, come on. So you're I, thinking I, but, this won't last? What are you getting well, at? I, mean, <laughs> I think it won't last for a number of reasons, Steve. Right. <laughs> Guys, come on, with modern and medicine. Feel, and I also feel bad for the baby, in that there might be a short lifespan for dad. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the actuarial chart, man, for him. I mean, you could see this on, you could just, you can see. Okay, let's just say on paper. I don't know this woman. I don't know Al Pacino. But this is, Ooh. this is how it looks. It looks like here's a young woman who finds a guy who's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He's older. Mm-hmm. He's probably got a bad heart. Donna, uh, you're not a doctor. <laughs> Don't diagnose Al Pacino right, 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 right Back it up. I'll back it up. Right. He probably is, you know, let's say he's alive for another 10 years. Great. Now he dies. She gets money. Now she marries the guy she really wanted to marry who's going to raise her kid. It just seems so icky to me. Mm. That's... All of my inner thoughts. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. And he's not going to be a participant in the, in raising this kid. He's raised his kids. I, I do wonder how many diapers will 83-year-old Al Pacino get down and change? Will he be burping the baby? And maybe so. Wouldn't that be nice? Aww. He's burping the baby. And the little baby goes, oh, wow, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Little burps come out. Yeah, little burps come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh. That's funny. Oh, See, my God. Maybe a beautiful picture of fatherhood yeah. for Al Pacino. Okay. No paternity test needed on that one. Yeah. Good luck to that. <laughs> Just the burp turnity test. Just heard it all through the burp. Good luck to those kids. I hope they make it. Anyway. 83. Honestly, do you think he's going to get up in the middle of the night to, to help? You think he'll no. swaddle the baby? Although he's probably up at 5 a.m. anyway. Probably up in the middle of the night because he got to go to the bathroom. There's that, too. You know, and he wants to read the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, listen, she's 29. Again, I watched a couple episodes of the uh, Sylvester Stallone reality show. Oh, yes. yeah. Al Pacino looks like they propped him up in a chair. At Outside this of the pizzeria. <laughs> all of the puttering, like, 70, 80-year-old guys who are all, like, trying Precious. to, like, oh. he, he can't take a selfie, so Sly Stallone's trying to show him how. He's like, look, here's us. Snap it. And then you got this 20-year-old who's probably all over Instagram. You know, it's just it's just weird. So I'm do you done. think you think that men just know in these situations they're aware. They yes, get it. I think they accept it. I think it's a negotiation of sorts. Maybe an unspoken negotiation. I get this hot babe. And you get my money. Yeah. Huh. I look like a stud. You're gonna look like you're rich. Because okay. you will be. Huh. Interesting. What do you think? No, I oh, just you... say. It's just, it's interesting to watch it all. Well, the internet says Al Pacino's net worth is around $120 million. If you are to believe Google.com. Sure. It's a yeah. lot of money. You know, and I mean, when you die, doesn't your next of kin naturally, I, I guess you're, Kids can fight it, but I would think the wife or the spouse is the next person in line for your money. I don't know. You've done more estate work than I have in your death prep binder and stuff. I don't know. Can you look to page six in your binder, please? Yeah. I'll get back to you guys. Because you can choose your dependents, like with life insurance. Of course. Yeah. I would imagine he could. Maybe he just said... You love me for me, and you're 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 not in the. Uh, I'm going to give all my money away. Yeah, or maybe he said, love "You love. you all have to spend the weekend in my haunted mansion, oh. and then we'll see who wins." Is there a haunted mansion, <laughs> or is that from the Joe Devil Dirt guy? Or is it just because he kind of looks like a vampire <laughs> sometimes when he wears the long black hair and the black a jacket? Wait, are you referring to? It's yeah. a meme. It's an old meme. We don't know that I meme. Don't know that I'm so uncool. Oh man, what a journey! We gotta go. We're gonna come back. Let's talk dreams on the flip side. 
Oh, this would be a great time for me to tell you about Spire Credit Union. Uh, we got one right here attached to our building. We've got one down the street. Everywhere I go, I see a billboard. I, you know, I pass one on my way home. Uh, listen, a truly free checking account is not a thing of the past. Not at Spire. You can enjoy no monthly maintenance fees, free bill pay, e-statements, a Spire debit card. Plus, you can even manage your finances on the go if that's your, your thing. And Spire Signature Visa Credit Card. I love this. It earns you rewards, but also gives back a quarter percent to the community with every purchase. Spire's got uh, 22 locations. The latest is in Golden Valley, just off 394. And uh, they've been in the people helping people business since 1934. I love these guys. Their staff is friendly, experienced. They're going to take care of you, and they're going to make it super easy, too. Uh, Go to myspire.com and learn just how simple it is to open a free checking account. $100 minimum opening deposit is required. Spire is is insured by NCUA. We're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We have fun. Yeah, I guess you could call this fun. Beats working, right? Here's a <laughs> quote that somebody quoted me on the other day that I don't remember saying, which is a problem in our line of work. Quote, I do what I do when I can do it. Said by Steve or said by Donna? One of us said that, and it made someone's... Line of the summer. Really? We're going to remember this and move. I do what I do when I can do it. I love it. Right? Yeah. Bumper it sounds sticker? like us. Uh, yes, for sure. State Fair shirt? No. All right. Just ask. Thank you. Uh, okay, so you had a dream. Pappy went to Dreamtown last oh, night. Oh, boy. And so gross. I'm walking in a grocery store. Where's Dawn McLean when you need her? She's probably here. I think she gets here at like 7.30. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) She's in the lab putting the show together. I am walking in this grocery store, and I see this guy who has long hair, who in hindsight looked like Neil Young but wasn't. And I see this guy, and I'm like, ah, pass him once, another aisle over. I'm like, I think that's who I think it is. Pass him again. I'm like, I'll be darned. That's Bob Dylan. Oh, it's not Neil Young? No, but he looked, he looked no. like Neil Young, but okay. that's just how dreams were. But it was Bob <laughs> Dylan. You must be sure that it was Bob Dylan. <laughs> so then, I'm like, that's Bob Dylan. We were just talking about Bob Dylan on the show. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. That's Bob Dylan. That's your brain working out the day, right? Exactly. Yeah. Then, he comes up to me. We go. We cross paths a couple times, and now we get close. And he says, and everybody must get stoned. Donna. <laughs> And then he said to me, hey, did you talk about me on your show this morning? And I was like, uh, And then he had been listening a few days ago when we had talked about Bob Dylan. Maybe it was last week. And, of course, anytime Bob Dylan comes on, I, I referenced that the best Bob Dylan songs were sung by other people. But yes. spe- oh, now you're busted. Specifically, yes. what I said was, I don't think... Bob Dylan does not strike me as a guy who is proud to be from Minnesota. That's not a thing that he doesn't fly that banner. He's not a Minnesota diehard. And I was putting that out there and it was that held up. No one was gave me a good, you know, counter as to why that was wrong and Bob Dylan actually is super proud and always mentions Minnesota when he can. So then 
we go. And I'm like, crap, all right. Uh, and I said, yes, we don't get into what I said specifically about him. He then goes behind the grocery store to this brush area, and he pulls out some instruments. Brush area? What does that even Think mean? of the brush that you had up at your cabin. That's all oh, just brush. down. Oh, brush. Yeah, I not like a meant... hairbrush department. No, I was picturing a car wash. Oh, well, <laughs> how the brain works. Uh-huh. Oh, this is great. We're, we'll make our own dream. Processing the day. <laughs> yes. So we, we sit down. He sits down, and I'm sort of just meandering like, well, am I supposed to be near him still? This is sort of weird. If you're just joining us, Steve is describing a dream, not real life. Where I met Bob Dylan. And then Bob Dylan sits down, and sure enough, he starts to play a little bit. Starts to sing, bust out this weird instrument I've never seen before. Think of it like a like a like a crown, like a like a full crown that he played it like a harmonica. And he started playing some of his tunes. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. And I never got to saying what I was gonna say to him, which was like, yes, here is what I said. I just acknowledged that we had talked about him on the show. And I was like, does he listen? Does someone else listen? So now he's playing music out back. And I'm thinking, you know who's gonna be knocked over by this? And it felt like one of those real dreams. You know what I'm talking about? Keanu but, Reeves. No, you know who's okay. going to be knocked over by the news of this? Rocco. It's Rocco. Yeah. Mm. So then I'm like, this is going to be such a great story on the radio that I, the guy who doesn't, I'm not a big fanboy of Bob Dylan, ran into and had an encounter, a long encounter with Bob Dylan. So then I walk back into the grocery store, which is now like some dish room, and Rocco's working there. Congrats on the new gig. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Congrats on the upgrade. I don't, say, I don't say anything to him. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I hope he does not come out back and realize that Bob Dylan is here because I just want to save the yeah, story. Yeah, I want yeah, to yeah. save the surprise. Sure and enough, I go back out. I'm hanging with Bob Dylan. Rocco comes out a couple minutes later. And as he gets closer and closer, I said, Rocco, like, look. And he was like, oh, my gosh, it's Bob Dylan. And he starts jumping up and down. And he's very excited about it. <laughs> Bob Dylan starts singing songs, and then I realized I was this great fanboy moment of Rocco getting together with Bob Dylan. But then I thought, you know what? Bob Dylan said to me earlier in the dream, which I missed, he said, um, oh, you know, yeah, what is it? You guys talked about me on the radio. Some guy has one bad encounter, and you go from there. And in my dream, and I don't remember if this is true or not, but Rocco had a brief encounter with Bob Dylan that did not go super well. I think in real life, that's a real thing that permeated the dream, that he met Bob Dylan once, and it didn't go well. So the point of this all, Bob Dylan heard us talking about him on the radio. During the whole dream, I'm thinking it's me saying that he's not proud of Minnesota, when in reality... It was Rocco. It was Rocco, the fanboy who came out and was so excited that he's like airborne, like, whoa, that's Bob Dylan! And meanwhile, Bob Dylan doesn't know that the fanboy is actually the one who said the mean thing about him. Then I woke up. I had a dream, too. What was yours about? Crosby, Stills, Nash? Keanu Reeves. He just... You know how sometimes when you see someone in person that they just look a little off, a little different? Mm -hmm. You'll be like, is that Jimmy Smith's? I I don't know. (laughs) Is it or is it not? (laughs) He looks a little different. Or I didn't know that he had weird skin yeah, like right. that. When you see like, them out in just natural light. Yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, that could be. Well, the same thing happened with Keanu Reeves. He was coming to an appearance, like going on stage, like going through the red carpet area to go on stage somewhere. You guys, he was like four foot 11 mm. and he had mutton chops. Oh boy. <laughs> and I said that. No, 
what? That's Keanu Reeves? Hmm. That's what he looks like? Like, way different. Have no idea what the significance is. Did you talk to him? I did not. I was just mouth agape. Like, what? What? How is that possible? Anyway, I'm sure people feel the same way when they see you in person. So. Donna! But not you, a different Steve. Keanu Reeves is six foot one inches tall. I know. I mean, I know he's a tall guy. That's why it was so alarming. Anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. We got an email. This is from Sarah. The quote that you said before we started this story, our dream stories. I do what I can do when I do it. That was David or whoever helped me yesterday in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. He said it. I do what I can do when I can do it or whatever. That was right after he dominated the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Mm. Hip-hop edition. Came in total ringer. Donna was like shaky on one of three. He came in and apparently put on some sort of an act as though he wasn't sure, didn't really hear the question, then said, just kidding, and rattled off all three answers. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, that was an epic moment. That was fantastic. (laughs) One of my favorite moments in history. Well, that's a fun, that's a fun. We should, forget about the song of summer. We should come up with a quote for the summer. I do what I do when I can do it. That's a great one. I do like that. But what's, you know, we we could think tank. Email us your your thoughts for the, forget the song of the summer. Donna's already claimed that's going to be Jason Mraz. Okay, fine. The quote of the summer. What's our quote? What's our mantra? What's our motto for the summer so that we can go out and have a great summer, Donna? The slogan of the Donna and Steve experience. Yes. Ooh, summer like slogan. Summer edition, summer slogan, alliteration. I like it. I like it, too. I don't like your choice for our State Fair t-shirt, though, I have to say. Ooh, what's that? You mean the design? So, we're going to do... Can we say? Oh, we can say. Absolutely. We're just going to do a shirt. I, I wanted it to look like a college emblem. Or like a college t-shirt. Like yeah. a seal. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, a seal. Uh, that says the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. That's it. Okay. Simple. Great. Steve always picks the most basic, weird... Shirts. We got three choices. One was had like some kind of ivy situation going mm-hmm. or some kind of wing looking thing. Uh, you know what, Holly? I'm going to send them to you. Please. I need yeah, to I'm judge. I'm trying to pull these I up right now judge. so that I can accurately represent myself here. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, we are officially in summer season, which means our promotions department is on our backs. It's on our backs yes. asking us about what the heck is your show shirt going to look like for the fair. Exactly. Yeah. So I just sent it to you. Great. Okay, I so I, I chose the best option that was sent to and us. And I said any <laughs> anyone but that option. She said anyone but number 2 and I was You sending, chose number 2, Steve? I chose number 2 no. and I was sending anything like number 2 is the closest that we're getting, but no. I was going to finish and say none of these are there. None of them are They're satisfactory. Okay. No. no, but number three is the closest to Donna's vision. Yes. And they need, you know, some adjustments, some, I can see the some. The PC's got to leave. I agree. That's, and make that a I my agree. top thing. Something. Or I, well, I, you can make it a DNS, Donna and Steve or something But you know like what's that. cute of the PC, because PC means PC, right? Oh, he's yeah. so PC. But yeah. then when you look but closer, usually in the middle of the seal, there's some kind. It's not letters, it's but there's an some. There, it's some kind of emblem or picture or something. So you have to think about 
how your show would be visualized. Ooh. A big me, big face with a microphone, and then Donna like on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm spitballing. This is the same space we're brainstorming. But yeah, That's so accurate. if we change the middle, the giant PC, I was like, that just from a distance looks confusing it's like what is this i see what you're saying it's oh, kind of like these people politically correct or are they just big fans of macintosh oh, oh wait sure. microsoft yeah that's it mm-hmm. i see where you, i see what computer. you're seeing yeah, okay yeah, yeah. all right we'll work it out yeah but not number nobody's two, a Steve. fan of number two no i just like how pop culture is really big on that design the college of pop culture knowledge no you know i feel attacked I feel you, like I'm a victim right now. You just don't have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Sorry, we're in agreement. Oh, man. All right. All right uh, By the way, we're like, I don't know, maybe we're less than 90 days out from the State Fair. State Fair kicks off, I believe, August 24th this year. Poutine. The countdown to poutine has begun. I don't really care for that word. I know why. And I felt, when the first time I heard somebody say, hey, have you tried the poutine at the State Fair? I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I don't even stay that late to even get into that. What's happening? <laughs> then I found out it's fries, yeah. it's melted cheese curds, and it's gravy. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really much better, but it sure tastes good. Oh, it's so good. I love... I still have a, a, a chip that gets me free poutine. A guy came up to me from a poutine shop oh, and yeah, he said... Yeah, yeah. He gave me that chip, and then I wasn't at the fair last year, and so I've got a, a poutine chip to give me my poutine. Uh, but I also expire. like the tater tot poutine at the Tot Boss. All that's because right. that's right in route to where our our setup is. You know, there is a state fair uh, thingy going on right now, like a preview. Oh, well, it already, really? I think it already happened. Never mm-hmm. mind anything I just said. Uh, <laughs> All right, gotta go. We need to leave. When we come back, I'll tell you why Pee Wee Herman is suing an auctioneer. And why a t-shirt at Walmart has sold out very quickly. And it has to do with a very popular TV show. Tell you about that when we come right back on my talk. Friends, what's up? Hey, it's Steve for the Canopy Group. You know, for the past 165 years, Minnesotans have been enjoying all that this great state has to offer. From Niagara Cave to Lake of the Woods, outdoor adventures abound. Here's a fun fact. Did you know Minnesota spans more than 86,000 square miles? It's great. We get to experience a state so rich in landmarks, landscapes, art, and adventure. So with so many adventure options, I got the Canopy Group thinking, well, wait a minute. Why are so many Minnesotans limiting their home and their auto insurance options? They've already determined that they love options. Today, 80% of Minnesotans have their insurance with just one agent who only has one company. No options. You get one quote. At the Canopy Group, they offer you more than 16 different companies for your home and your auto insurance needs. And they have a team of 40 professionals working on your behalf. So as your needs change, they've got options that continue to provide you with the best coverage for the best price. So many options. Wouldn't you want to get out there and just only have one option this summer? I think not. You want options. Get them with your home and auto insurance. Thecanopygroup.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Hey, uh, we got some fun stuff coming up today. For example, me kicking Steve's butt in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. That's at 1030. Oh, that was in poor taste. That's impressive. Talking about someone else. Uh, and then at 11.30 today, oh, it's our favorite game. Whose voice is it anyway? Super fun. This is where we just play a celebrity voice and then name that tune style. We sort of 
bid how many seconds we need to identify the celebrity's voice. Given just one generic clue, you can play along with that. 11.30, hour three of the podcast. There you go. Hour That's three of the podcast! Right. But right now, we're going to... Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Let's party. Let's party. Pee Wee Herman is suing this guy. He's an auctioneer. Pee Wee says, he stole my stuff. Hmm? Somebody stole more of Pee Wee's stuff, and this time he's uh, he's fighting. He's suing. Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman, says he loaned items from his TV show Pee Wee's Playhouse to a guy named James Commissar. That's how I'm going to say it. Who runs a memorabilia company, the Commissar Collection? Changed it up there. Yeah, I like it. Thanks. Uh, supposedly it was only for display at this guy's museum and Paul had the right to ask for it back at any time, but he soon learned that there was no museum and Commissar was just keeping it in his private collection. Mm. So Paul Pee Wee Herman Rubens asked for it back. And when he did, this dude started auctioning it off and keeping the profits for himself. The dude, the auctioneer is like, no, 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 no. He gave me these items willingly. He doesn't own them. And if he didn't take possession of them back in the day, he, you know, would have just let them end up in a landfill. So there's some, he said, he said going on there. That's always tricky with props of shows and stuff like like, because in reality it's probably the production company or the studio or something like that. Correct. Technically, has ownership. What would you want from Pee Wee's Play? I I really really enjoyed Pee Wee's Playhouse. I went through a unique phase of my life that you've never asked me about. I grew up watching it. I'm a child of the late '80s, early '90s, and so Pee Wee was hot until he was not. Yeah. And. Till the incident. Then I remembered, oh man, Pee Wee's Playhouse was so cool. And then I found out you could get the DVDs. Somebody got me the box set of DVDs and I would watch them and it took me back to Saturday mornings. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean it took you back? You watching, when are you watching these? I was in my 20s. It's fine. And I was watching these to be reminded of my childhood. Sue me. It's fine. Then. There was a sudden resurgence not long after that. Many people say I may have caused that because they there was a stage revival. Pee Wee, the stage oh, show. Yeah, that, okay. And then so that, regenerated interest. And but I was watching the DVD and just like when he would go into the playhouse, it just seemed so fun. And I'm looking at it. I would want Cherry. Do you remember Cherry? I, I, Listen, Jerry the chair. Yeah. Look, I had a Pee Wee lunchbox, so I'm all. I I mean, that was a well done show. Like, from what I have seen, which is very little, he seemed to be really good at that gig. At that character. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A couple big movies, but uh, just the the playhouse. What I didn't like about the movies was it wasn't set at Pee Wee's Playhouse. It was, I want Pee Wee's Playhouse. I like it when we're there. I like it when the King of Cartoons comes by. Randy, that punk, would come down from the top. 
he was always busting Pee Wee's chops. Countessa, excuse me, daughter, Countess, excuse me, the cow would come to the door and she would always offer some wisdom. Then you had Jombie, who uh, is what Your brother's my brother's name, and named after Jombie, the, the, the head, the Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho, where he could make a wish. Then you had Conky, the computer, who would, blah, 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 and would like spit out the word of the day, the secret word. And then Pee Wee would rip the little receipt right off of Conky's body, right off of her torso. The secret word you would all know at home. And then anytime somebody said the secret word, everybody on set would scream, and you at your home in your living room would scream as yeah, well. Yeah, that's. Uh, it sounds really cute. Ah! Oh, it was so fun. Super cute. Cherry was this nice, uh, sort of like a powder blue ish chair, seafoam green, something like that, minty maybe. And uh, it was a chair that the arms were its arms, and it had eyeballs in the back top of the chair. And then just below the seat cushion was a mouth, and so Cherry would talk. Then you had Terry, P-T-E-R-I, Terry the pterodactyl, who would always come over. Oh, Pee-wee. Talked a lot like that, kind of like a Tim Gunn vibe. Then you had <laughs> Globe, Globy, who was just a globe, who always had good wisdom. Oh, Yeah, it was I mean, it great. just sounds like it was a very well-crafted piece of the fish content. tank donna the fish tank the fish would talk you oh, had these little, Steve, this little so cat sorry. band they were like a cat jazz band that was fun it so was you decidedly wanted a two-hour movie about precisely okay. yeah not the whole bike thing i did get to interview him oh, as Bee paul Big adventure yes He's i loved a classic. it i love I know, that movie. it just never Tell hit the large, same way for me sent that's great large marge in the truck that's all good <laughs> But it just never hit the same. But I got to interview Paul Rubens, and he was in character as Pee Wee Herman. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Because it was for the Drop show. Drop something. Oh, sorry. I guess you haven't interviewed any major Saturday morning television stars. And uh, And then I have a friend who also went to Pee Wee's house. My former theater instructor at college used to act on the, like, stage version of... Pee-wee's Playhouse before it got picked up as a Saturday show and there was an HBO version. So she knew him from back in the day. So he would occasionally come out and watch a theater production. And then I remember I had a friend of mine who was then invited to Pee-wee's house, not Playhouse, but to his house. And then he went and I was like, what was it like inside of Pee-wee's real house? And as I recall, if memory serves, I think he said that there was a a presence of lava lamps. (laughs) I believe what I'm telling you is true. I like the description. There was a presence <laughs> of lava lamps. That's funny. Listen, I, I'm all tapped out there. That's all I can tell you about. All right. Pee-wee. Well, I'm out of time. All right. Oh. I'll just tell you really quick. This is kind of cute. Um, the shirt that Kieran Culkin wears in the Succession series finale is sold out at Walmart in the little boys section. Was it a Walmart shirt or is this a lookalike? I think it's a lookalike. So the finale on Sunday night um, had Kieran Culkin's character wearing a shirt that has like stripes on the on the sleeves. It's like a short sleeve okay. T-shirt. And it made him look like a child. And that was probably the intent. And the shirt is sold in a two pack for about $14. But good luck finding it because it is currently sold out online. There you go. The power of succession. Holly Roberts. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. We'll be back.